Welcome to The Juggle, your weekly source of inspiration for ambitious women who want to start and grow their own online business and go after big dreams while juggling motherhood. I'm your host, Jess Clark, an online course mentor and branding strategist, helping you turn your passions and knowledge into an online course and sell it to create unlimited income, allow you to work from anywhere with flexible hours that suit you and your family and make money while you sleep. In this podcast, I'll be interviewing the top women in business who are mums too, and we'll be talking stories of family life, how they started their businesses, successes and failures, as well as everything in between. Their candid conversations are entertaining, raw and actionable, giving you insights into how some of the most successful women are juggling everything in life. Whether you're just starting out or you're an experienced entrepreneur, this podcast will give you the practical tools to help level up your business game and achieve that ultimate work-life balance. And don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes that are released every Wednesday. Hey everyone, welcome to episode one of The Juggle with me, Jess Clark. I am so excited to be recording this. I have only been working on this business for eight weeks, so that's just really posting on Instagram and getting to know everybody. Probably another six weeks on top of that doing some things in the background, but I've really learned so much about myself already and what it takes to kind of build a business in 2022 that I cannot wait to see what the next eight weeks bring. But firstly, I wanted to start the podcast with just having a chat about who I am, you know, what's my background. So firstly, I'm a mum. I have Ella, who's a three and a half year old, who's, you know, going on 15. And Grace, who's my nine-month-old little Gracie, and she just doesn't stop moving. And I'm also wife to Brad. He's my he's my hobby. And I'm a digital marketer, a community engagement advisor, brand creator, story lover, podcast host now, and online course mentor, just to name a few things. But I do really think it's important to go there and list everything that you do because When you see it down on paper, it really makes you realize that you have so much more experience than what you would normally take credit for. And it just opens up the horizons to what your business could be about or what direction you could take an established or growing business in. And I bet really there's so many things that you do, so many things that you're passionate about, work experience that you've probably forgotten about too. And I'm here to help you bridge the gap between your reality right now to a dream life that is sitting up on a high dusty shelf. And you might see it there and you think about it sometimes, but life or your mindset that, you know, I can't do that, the self-talk, it's just gotten in the way. And that's why I'm here and why I'm speaking to incredible women in business who are mums too. We're here to support you and get you so excited to go out there and live the life that you want as soon as possible because it is truly possible. But what's my story? What's got me here today where I'm creating a podcast and I'm helping mums create online courses? I have a fairly varied background. I wasn't the girl who finished high school knowing exactly what I wanted to be or wanted to do. I I really bounced around different courses, uni courses, different jobs. But looking back, I think I was always where I was meant to be, which is a nice thought. I started in the digital marketing space eight years ago, 
and I was freelancing as a social media manager for some incredible product businesses run by women and mums with really young children. And I just fell in love with social, the storytelling, that addictive repetition of posting, engaging with your community, and then the analysis and and getting better. And at the time, there was no Instagram stories or reels, no Instagram lives or videos. It was just purely photography, just beautiful images with a really short and snappy caption. But the engagement and the growth back then was just phenomenal. And I think when you're lucky to get in on a social platform early at that ground zero and you're consistent and you engage with your audience, you'll grow. You'll have exponential growth. And I think at the moment we're hearing about TikTok so much as the place to be to grow that audience super fast. And it's because of this. They are really at their ground zero. It's a relatively new platform and they share their posts with more of the database that aren't your followers. So you're really getting a lot more eyeballs onto your content, which is not what Instagram's algorithm is doing for you at the moment. But TikTok is different to Instagram. It values quantity over quality. So if you want real growth, Gary V who is a big name online entrepreneur, if you haven't heard of him, says you need to be posting four times a day on TikTok and that's a lot, hey. But there's definitely a strategy to this to make sure you are repurposing your content from other platforms and that'll make it a little bit easier as well. And it's very different to Instagram. Instagram values good quality content, consistency and engagement. So if you're posting three to four times a week or seven times a week, you need to keep that up for over you know, the, the long haul, really, what I'm finding is that at around the 120 post mark, you should start to see a dramatic upturn in your, in your growth. So if you've followed the rules, followed the Instagram rules, and you've been strategic with your bio, you've optimized your bio, your feed and overall content, you'll get there. But I think the main thing that I'm remembering at the moment as well is that Followers don't equal clients or customers. Followers, it's, it's really a vanity metric. The more people that I have asking me questions and coming into my DMs and wanting to hear more about my services, that's more of a win than getting, you know, 10 followers. So that's my little spiel about social and where I kind of started in that space. But moving on after my few years in freelancing, I co-founded an events company and we went into state within six weeks by using Facebook organic posts and Facebook ads and the coupon site Groupon. And what I learned in this business was that numbers truly matter and math has never been my forte. I dropped it as soon as I could, as soon as I hit VCE, but I did have to actually go back and do stats 101 when I went to university. I was studying psychology and the psych course that I did at uni was very uh, science-based. We were were like dissecting sheep's brains and things. It was pretty full on and totally not up my alley, but I did it for a year. And I feel like, uh, you know, I'm actually really good at math. Like I, I remember in year nine, I had a really good teacher and I was doing really well, but it gets to that point where I kind of start to get a little bit lost and then that self-talk starts and I give up. But 
that wasn't a possibility in this business. You know, I had a co-founder and we were kind of helping each other and pushing each other to go out of our comfort zone and we needed this business to succeed. So to know the numbers, we needed to know the combination of seats we could sell via Groupon, Facebook at a full fee in order to make a profit. So if we sold 10 tickets via Groupon, five via Facebook ads and 10 full fee, we made a profit. But if it was higher via Groupon or higher for ads, meaning we spent more on our ads, we would lose money on that particular event. So what I'm using now with this kind of method is I'm applying this knowledge to, you know, pricing strategy for online courses and figuring out what I need to make in order to cover my business expenses and also pay myself a salary, but also knowing the numbers, like how many email subscribers I need and Instagram followers I need in order to make the amount of sales based on industry standards because numbers matter. So after co-founding the events company, I moved to an innovation consultancy and they helped corporates and government agencies with productivity, creativity and innovation. And it was here that I started learning to be lean and scrappy and create a minimum viable product. And last week in one of my reels, I told a story about working with a major Australian airline at the consultancy. And if they were looking at making a change to the menu, they would add the new food to the menu and see if people ordered it. But the food wouldn't actually be available. They didn't have any stock on the plane. They wanted to know if people would take out their credit card and pay for it before they added it to the menu. So if you asked someone, hey, will you order a salad if I put it on the flight menu? That person might think, well, I am trying to be healthy and yeah, like I'd probably order a salad. Yeah, sure. But when they're on the plane, they're sitting in that little seat and they have that cart coming down the aisle, they change their mind and they order a pie and Coke instead. So payment is the best gauge of validation. So what I teach my clients and what I do in my business is to apply these same principles to selling an online course. So you would create an outline, sell it. If you get the sales, you know you're onto a good thing and you build out your course. If you don't get the sales, you talk to your audience and you find out why. And that's absolutely key. You know, you don't need to throw out your outline and start from square one. If you go back to your audience and ask, why didn't you purchase? What was holding you back? You might find that it was maybe the method of delivery. They couldn't make it to the live events that you were looking at holding and they wanted something that was pre-recorded that was on demand. And that was it. You don't know unless you ask. So a big thing around validation, and I, I did learn a lot about that at the consultancy. And while I was working there, I was actually poached by a recruiter on LinkedIn to move to a government agency. And it was the perfect time for a change. I was getting married that April and Brad and I eloped to Noosa and I knew we would be trying for a bub pretty soon after. And fast forward to my first round of maternity leave, which was a little while down the track. So maybe around 18 months, I started to get the itch and that countdown clock to go back to work was on 
and I knew I didn't want her to be commuting and putting Ella in care. A friend from work who was also on maternity leave at the time, we decided to try and start a consultancy and we didn't get it off the ground before having to go back to work. We created a website, we created our our framework and our methodology and I did the branding and everything, but COVID hit and it meant that we could both stay at home with our babies, work from home and earn a good income. So that necessity of starting a business had gone. But when my second maternity leave came along with Grace, I knew it was the time. It was the right time. I'd just finished creating, marketing and facilitating an online course to 400 people while I was like 35 to 38 weeks pregnant. And I was so exhausted doing it. But I was also so energized by teaching people something in one hour that could transform the way that they worked with their community. And I was hooked, absolutely hooked. So here I am, eight weeks in, 55 Instagram posts and 322 stories later, one podcast episode down, new friends, new clients, new ideas buzzing in my mind every single minute of the day. I'm learning to switch off. I have to for the babies, but... That's also what this podcast is about, the juggle. The businesswomen that I'm speaking to have some amazing tips for mumpreneur life because I definitely need it, but I'm so excited and I'm really proud of myself for doing this. I was actually meant to start eight weeks earlier, but I kept on putting it off. So if you're sitting there and you're thinking about starting a business, growing a business, taking your business in a new direction, map it out and just do it. Get started. It is the hardest part, but you know what? You'll sit back eight weeks later, just like I am right now, and you'll think, holy hell, I am so glad that I did. I hope you enjoyed listening to my background, how I got here and some of the key takeaways I got out of each of my jobs. It's fun to reminisce about past careers. It's almost like past lives. You've got friends, bosses, workplaces, lunch and coffee spots, and then it just all changes when you move to another job. It's pretty crazy. But anyways, that's enough from me. You've been listening to The Juggle and I'm Jess Clark. You can find me on Instagram at thejessclark and on my website, jessclark.co. To get an idea about what creating an online course business looks like, download my Rapid Start Roadmap. You can find the link in the show notes of this podcast and in my Insta bio. Please subscribe and leave a review. Next week, I'll be interviewing Suze Chadwick, one of Australia's most sought after online business coaches and speakers. Have a lovely rest of week and I'll see you on Instagram.